Can you hear it? I don't know if this one will give us a copyright strike. I haven't listened to this song in a long time, Dan. It is against me. What's up, everybody? Don't be alarmed. Our windows look weird. We know it. How many people are going to point it out, I wonder? What's up, Dan? Hello, everybody. That is... Like I said, the band Against Me with a song called Pints of Guinness Make You Stronger. It's a great song. It's a great band. How are you, Dan? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, all right. Amber's already telling us her windows look weird, so she's clearly not listening to directions. Okay. Hello, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, <laughs> thanks for tuning in. Um, you're listening to This Might Sound Stupid Podcast, a podcast where two stupid friends uh, just talk about stupid shit because they're friends and it's fun <laughs> uh if this is your first time listening to us subscribe to us on whatever platform you get podcasts because then on our back end we get to see subscriber numbers go up and that's neat uh the best probably most funnest way to watch the podcast or participate in the podcast is to watch us live twitch.tv slash this might sound stupid uh and you can email us this might sound stupid at gmail.com or you can tweet at us at tmss underscore podcast We'll quickly grow, go through our uh, sponsors. We're brought to you first and foremost by Joey the Good Boy. Mm-hmm. There he is. Just chilling. And we're brought to you by Mike Lung, who's uh, a handsome designer from Minnesota. And he sure, designed all our graphics. Got. Dan, how are you? I'm good. How's your week? That's not too bad. Good. I had a weird day, but we won't get into that. You already know about it. Um, we so if you're watching, if you're just listening to the podcast, if you're any of the people who listen after the fact, then nothing is abnormal for you as of right now. But if you're watching us on Twitch, you'll notice that Dan and I, our windows are a little off uh, because tonight there's ghosts. We have uh, a ghost story from a friend of ours who we'll get to in just a second. Dan, mm-hmm. what are you drinking? Made a made a run. Ooh, a barrel theory. theory. Uh, so it's got it's a DDH raindrops. Ridiculous can. Dan was curling the can to get some sick gains. Ugh. Oh, that was a good crack. Ugh. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> That'll do. Uh, Amber wants to know if you're going to drink that whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) That's how Dan laughed when an old man fell in a movie on Tuesday. (laughs) Your wife's the funniest person I know. She is. Um, All right. So we have a friend here with us for the first part of the podcast who in a few minutes is going to tell us his ghost story. Uh, But we got to figure out what he's drinking. He's not on video. But he is here in audio. JR, what are you drinking? I have a delightful 
glass of um, Chenin Blanc Ooh. for these peasants out there. That's a <laughs> white wine. A white wine, uh, okay. By the uh, producer Pine Ridge in Napa, California. It is one of the best under $15 bottles of wine you can buy. Hmm. What's it called again? Mark that down. It's called Pine Ridge. Pine Ridge. Pine Ridge. Does Blanc, Chenin Blanc. Does Blanc imply a white wine or no? Uh, Blanc does mean white. Yeah, okay. Yep. Um, is it really sweet? That's usually what keeps me away from white wines. Is they're, they're too sweet for me. No, it's like, uh, it's like halvesies. Okay. It's like half sweet, might have half give, dry. Might have to give it a try. It's a fantastic bottle. I gotta get my. I, I'd like to thank my sponsor, yes. Pine Ridge. <laughs> We're trying to get uh, Igloo to sponsor us. I have the Everyman cooler here, the Playmate by Igloo. I gotta get my beer out of it. Igloo, hit hey, us up. Me, can I ask you a question? Absolutely. Um, am, is this the first guest you've ever had? Ever. Really? It's, it's you, buddy. Mm-hmm. Huh. We had ha- we had had plans to do guests. Uh, and then COVID happened like a year ago now Mm -hmm. and it never materialized, especially because figuring out the video is hard. Uh, as you can tell by our chat bubbles, um, Amber in the chat says I'm his wife and I haven't even gotten to be a guest. You chime in. We've seen you randomly. Yeah. You come (laughs) down and disrupt things, but yeah, you're the first ever guest. I'm drinking a black box from Shells. It's part of their Stag series. It's fucking delicious. And uh, I'm gonna pour it, and then we'll get into we'll get into our ghost story. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta commit to those, Dan. Uh, oh, Dan. We also we have to bropes. Oh yes. Uh, so you you can also do with your <laughs> glass of wine if you would like, Jr. Nah, it's okay. Because <laughs> you gotta, you gotta look in people's eyes when you're ropes. Dan, ropes, ropes. Uh Javin thinks Amber should be a guest, and Amber thinks she's very interesting. Amber can be a guest. Well, we're gonna do a podcast where it's like she just, she's just gonna be in your chair one day, just melting yeah. with and laughter it, at everything. It's gonna be, oh, it's gonna be confusing as hell. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So a few weeks ago. We were talking ghost stories, um, and I was saying I don't really believe in ghosts. And uh, Jr., who I I, I res- uh, how do I want to say it? I don't know. You're, you're, can I stop you? You were gonna say I respect him, but then I, you yeah, but then you stop. You stop. That. It's like <laughs> I re- uh, Jr. Go ahead, finish what you're gonna say. Jr. is somebody I know <laughs> and somewhat respect. and respect. And that if he if he claimed to have a uh, all I can think of was, is the word extraterrestrial, and that's not what I'm looking for. What's the word I'm looking for? Ghost. If he if he claims to have had ex- an experience with the Great Beyond, it's something that I would consider maybe uh, more seriously than if somebody else said somebody else I know. I can't think of an example off the top of my head. Said me when I was a kid. Sure. Paranormal. Thank you, Javin. If he says he has a paranormal experience, it's like. Uh, okay. It just I got I got to hear Jr. Jr. out. Jr. is also a good storyteller, so uh, 
he offered I'm to come on. I'm glad that you've uh, bestowed this sort of gravitas to me. Well, I, I, I actually like that. I appreciate that. Well, good. It would be like, uh, I don't know. Like if uh, I'm trying to think of somebody without making it sound mean, like I'll here, I'll do it with my wife. <laughs> if my wife told me if she had a ghost story, it'd be like, okay. But like, you know, your mom believes in ghosts. And she's a woman. She gets hysterical. We know how it goes. <laughs> yes, that's, that's what I mean. She says, hey, uh, I guess the the best way to put it is I, I just didn't expect JR to have a ghost story. Uh, well, I'll tell you, I didn't either. And, so. and, and you even, I asked you on the podcast that week, I said, did you, like, do you believe in ghosts? And you just kind of were on the fence about it, it seemed like. You didn't say yes or no. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know how to explain it. I'll just put it that way. Well, let's let's. I like that. Let's go with it. I might stop you to ask questions along the way. Yeah, of course. Uh, but I'm I'm very curious. So, so <clears throat> tee it up. Uh, so we'll have to rewind to to the summer of two thousand and one. Oh wow! So this was. This was the summer after graduating high school for me. Okay. Same here. I would have been 15? 16. And uh, a group of close friends that lived in the neighborhood, we decided to take a road trip. And uh, uh, I guess the, the purpose of the road trip aside from just hanging out with friends and kind of doing something fun before our, you know, we all went our separate ways was to go and uh, attend a concert, the Rolling Rock Town Fair. And I'm Googling it right now <laughs> just so I don't get it wrong. Were any of these friends um, on the trip listeners? Like people who watch the podcast, like Schwat or anybody? No, but um, okay. one of the guys on the trip was the guitar player in my band, the first guitar player in my band. Oh, cool. Uh, so some of you guys may know uh, Tony. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, 2001. Sorry, just bear with me one second. I just want to make because this this was this was like one of the best. Um, this was like a 90s rock um, wet dream here. Okay, so like <laughs> the lineup includes. So this is in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, by okay. the way. So the plan was to to I'll pile in uh, a, a, a suburban and drive out to um, Pennsylvania and and go to this uh this rock show and it was it was stone temple pilots okay live okay the band live not like yeah. playing live <laughs> Stone Temple Pilots live throwing copper deftones oh incubus stained remember stained i do oh, mud yeah. shovel before yeah. they were just really shitty before they were a country band uh tantric mm, that's not ringing a bell uh oleander and upo Okay, and uh, that this was these were like you know three out of my five favorite bands at the time. I feel like Deftones is a is odd in that group for some reason. Yeah, you know I actually didn't care for Deftones at the time. Okay, uh, and we also uh, uh, on that trip we also went and saw Dave Matthews show, nice. which none of us were big fans of Dave Matthews except for one guy, but he wanted to go, so we went. Make Liam happy. And uh, and um, there so there was about I don't know, I think there was maybe seven of us that went. And uh, along the way, so in Pennsylvania, is also Gettysburg, yep. Pennsylvania. And I don't know, some of you may know uh, 
guys that know me well enough know that I'm a big like lover of history and um, a couple of my closest friends, guys that went on this trip as well, they are also uh, partake, dabble in the arts. And uh, one of my favorite sort of um, things to study is the Civil War. And of course, in Gettysburg was the famed Battle of Gettysburg, yeah. which was July 1st, 2nd, and 3rd of 1863, I believe. So that was one of the side trips that we made while we were while we were out there. So I don't remember if it happened before or after the rock show. I think it happened actually after the rock show. And, and we went to spent a day at Gettysburg National Park, which is uh, really amazing if anyone loves history. Um, and uh, so that's kind of where this story begins. And we so um, spent all day. You're in Gettysburg. Uh, we're in Gettysburg. We're at the the park on the battlefield. Cool. And... There's a particular part of the battlefield called, um, well, so on the, on the, so the Battle of Gettysburg was three days, July 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. And this was, uh, um, Battle of Gettysburg was, was um, I think, actually the, the bloodiest battle fought on American soil. And I think like 50,000 Americans were killed or injured. And it was kind of the culmination of the Civil War. And it was really kind of the turning point for the North. Um, it was kind of the, the South's last stand. Can I ask um, you a question I genuinely don't know the answer to? Uh, sure. Is the Gettysburg Address then made before the battle or after? I think the Gettysburg Address was after the battle. Okay. Um, at the cemetery, I believe. Okay. But you know what? Actually, I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about that. Okay. Um. So uh, on the third day of the battle was uh, the sort of the culmination of the entire event was was a, a particular battle called Pickett's Charge, and it was basically Robert E. Lee, who was the the general of the South, his sort of last chance really to make any 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 headway with in, in the in the um, the war. So he was kind of this last ditch effort. We, he thrust all of his troops across like a mile of open ground against some firmly entrenched uh, northern troops. Okay. And which they just got to, uh, unsurprisingly, they were just mowed down. And uh, if you're standing there on the, on, the, on the battlefield, there's this particular section of this part of the battlefield called the, the angle. And it's actually called the bloody angle. And what it is is a, a stone wall that's built up of a bunch of little rocks and stones. And it's maybe about... I don't know, three feet tall, and it spans, you know, the width of the battlefield, and it actually runs out at like a ninety-degree angle. That's why they call it the angle, and they actually call it the bloody angle because that was the furthest north any Southern troops got, and that was a part of Pickett's charge of that battle. That there was just some really nasty fighting. It was hand to hand. People were getting killed with rocks, and people were killing each other with bare hands. And uh, they even loaded up cannons, which which is called with uh, something called double shot, which is like two giant shotgun shells, and they're blasting them point blank at Southerners' faces. And um, so, you know, a lot of people died on this wall, and it was a particular nasty part of the battle. And I, standing there trying to take it all in, decided to take one of these little rocks off the wall and bring it home with me. And I didn't 
at the time I'm not, I wasn't superstitious at all. And I honestly didn't even think twice about it. And, you know, like, I'm sure if you guys ever heard, you know, not to take things from, you know, cemeteries, is that ever, anyone ever brought that up before? There, I mm-hmm. haven't heard, don't take stuff from cemeteries, but I've heard of, uh, there's like islands. Is, is Hawaii an island? Yeah, Hawaii. Yeah, yeah you where you're you don't not, take- don't take anything back from Hawaii or like you, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's funny that you bring that up because so Tony J- Javin put was, in chat that his wife said that was a mistake. <laughs> yeah. So Tony, who um, was uh, the original guitar player in Samaran, my band, was he was there on the trip with us, and he he's not he's he was born in Minnesota, but I think he has family in Hawaii. And I remember him at the time telling me he's like, I don't think that's a good idea. Oh wow. And and I said, ah, you know, why? Like why? And he said, well, and he t- actually told me the. The, it's it's lava rocks in Hawaii. You're not supposed to take out. It's supposed okay. to be really bad. Yep, luck. that's what Schwat just said in chat too. Yeah, and uh, and uh, you know Tony told me about like taking lava rocks and how there's you know whatever. And I, I I don't remember if we had a conversation about it, but it it didn't resonate with me clearly. I don't remember, but I do remember him pointing that out. And so I put the little rock in my pocket, and that on we went on the rest of the trip, and it was uneventful. Okay. Um, on our rest of our road trip, so we uh, drove all the way home. Whenever we we wrapped it up, and uh, I remember driving through that. We drove through the night all the way from Pennsylvania back to to Minnesota. Oof. Wow. And we pulled into my driveway late at night or early morning, <clears throat> and I you know unpacked from the the car and went inside. I remember I woke my mom up, and at the time I just lived with my mom and sister. My folks had gotten a divorce two years previous. And we moved into this new house in this neighborhood in Blaine. Okay. And uh, I woke my mom up and told her I was home. We chatted for a little bit. This was late at night. I don't remember exactly what time it was, but it was early, early morning, late night. And uh, I remember laying in bed that night, and I just couldn't sleep. Um, the next day, rolled around, and uh, nothing happened throughout the day. That first, I guess the second night I was home is when things started to like get a little strange. So I woke up. So this is the second night I was home, <laughs> I like that and, I, and I had, and I had put the rock on my nightstand next to my bed, and I, I you know, just it was I, honestly it was like the size of a of a marble. It wasn't even that big. Okay. And um, I woke up in the middle of the night, like I had just broken a fever. I mean, I was I was um, completely covered in sweat, and in fact, I remember like a panic feeling like washing over me like i had wet like i'd wet the bed hmm. um and, and i'm sorry how many days later was this this was just the second this was okay. the second okay. second night that i got home and um and i remember looking at the clock and it sort of flipped over to 3 a.m and i heard a crash in sort of one of the adjacent rooms and my room was in the, the corner of the basement so okay. you you open my door it leads into another room, leads into a short hallway, and then there's like a downstairs living area. Okay. And it's 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 in the basement, so it's underground, there's some bay windows there. And I heard a crash and thought about, you know, my first thought was, oh, someone's breaking into the house. So I sat and I froze for a second. I'm still covered in sweat. And then I said, well, you know, I don't hear anything else. We had a cat. Maybe the cat knocked something over. So I stayed in bed ended up falling back asleep. I woke up in the morning and went out into the den area where I heard the crash and I saw uh, a clock that we had sitting on the wall. It was a big 
glass clock. And it wasn't a grandfather clock, but it wasn't a tiny clock either. It was, it was fairly big. And it was actually a clock that we inherited from a deceased family member. Hmm. And it was in the fireplace across the room where it normally hang, hung. And it was shattered. It was, like it was broken. It had come off the wall and crossed the room? Well, I didn't know what had happened. All I, all I, all I knew was that I saw this, uh, this uh, broken glass clock that we inherited from my, my great uncle. In the who, fireplace. In the fireplace, yeah. Crazy. So an interesting side note is this great uncle, he was a physician, and his name was Dr. Payne. He was a pediatrician. <laughs> and his first name was Dick. I'm not even making that up. <laughs> so can you imagine your kid going to see Dr. Payne? <laughs> Dr. Dick Payne. Yeah, he was a little black bag doctor in Bemidji. <laughs> At any rate, uh, we inherited this clock from, from him. So he had passed away a few years earlier. And it was, in, it was now in the fireplace across the room in like a million little pieces. And I remember staring at this clock, just thinking like, what the hell is it doing in the fireplace? You know, and I hear some commotion behind me and I look and my mom's in the, the laundry room, which is another separate room. So I go in there and I, I asked my mom, like, what, what's going on with this clock? And she got kind of flustered and she said, uh, uh, oh, I, you know, it fell off the wall when I came downstairs and slammed the door to do laundry. And, and I and I kind of thought about it for a second. I said, you know, I actually heard the crash in the middle of the night. She said, well, no, it, it happened early in the morning when I was doing laundry. Stop asking me about it. And she got really sassy with me. Weird. And uh, and I and I asked her. I was like, well, if it fell off the wall, why is it in the fireplace? Did you sweep it up and like it was in carpet too? So it's like, how could you get glass pieces out of the carpet and then throw them in the fire? Like none of this made any sense. And she got really mad at me. And she told me to leave it alone. Um, so I did. <laughs> I left it alone, but I couldn't stop thinking about it all day. It was just the weirdest thing. I did, none of it made any sense. And my mom's really sort of unflappable, so she was. It was just. A, it was just a really strange interaction. And um, her and my sister ended up leaving that afternoon to go to a wedding in Silver Bay, and left me home uh, alone for the next. It was supposed to be the, they were going to come back on uh, like a Monday morning. So this was a Saturday afternoon that they left. And uh, as the day went on, they had left, you know, I don't know, noon or something. And as the day went on, I was, I just felt uneasy. Like just, I couldn't pinpoint what it was. I just felt, I was creeped out. Um, part of it was the clock and I just something, just something didn't, wasn't sitting right with me. So I had some, some friends over that night to sort of keep me company. And uh, we were just up all night watching movies, watching DVDs. And it was, uh, Two girls and a guy that had come over. Um, fun fact: uh, Do you are you familiar with the band Cloud Cult? By any chance? No, I know <laughs> the name. Yeah, so they're a pretty big local band. Okay. Um, one of their members was actually the the girl that came over. Okay. <clears throat> and um, there was no funny business going on. We were just literally just watching movies with <laughs> friends. And uh, and uh, uh, the other pair, guy and the girl, um, they had fallen asleep. And we were watching Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. And the, fuck the other the girl internet? was sitting with me on the couch. And it was 3 in the morning. And we heard a huge slam. Like a, like it was like our front door slamming shut. And it shook. It slammed so hard that the window shook. And um, my friend kind of turns to me. She says, oh. I mean, we both jumped. And she said, uh, someone's home. And I said, well, my mom's not due home for another... Uh, another two days and uh i said well 
I'll go check it out. So I get up and I walk across the room and we were in a split level house. So you walk into the entryway and then there's stairs up and stairs down. Mm-hmm. And I'm approaching the stairwell and there's a wall there between the stairwell and the living room that we're in. So I'm like slowly walking up to this wall and uh, I'm going to look upstairs, right? And this sounds insane, okay? This really does sound <laughs> insane. And as soon as I approach these steps, I start hearing this like thump, 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 thump. And I see my shoes tumbling down the stairwell. This is a good ghost story. And they they uh, sort of coalesce at my feet. It was like two, three pairs of my tennis shoes. Okay. And I remember sitting there staring at them. Like, I couldn't comprehend what... You know, my first thought was that someone's, someone's fucking with me, right? And uh, everyone was, you know, was accounted for. And I ran upstairs and looked around and didn't see anybody. The closet was shut. And I opened the front there. I opened the screen door, and the storm door was locked still. And that was the door that we heard slam. Okay, and mm-hmm. I couldn't explain why my shoes went tumbling down the steps. I look upstairs to see if one of my friends had sort of snuck in and sort of was playing a prank on me. So I, I run upstairs. And I don't see anybody. I run to the kitchen and I see cabinets open. Um, it looked like you know a bomb went off, right? We weren't. We were in the. I mean, it, it wasn't like that when uh, when we were downstairs watching a movie. So something or someone clearly, you know, went up in the kitchen and opened a bunch of cabinets and cupboards. Yep. And um, it really like scared the shit out of me. I, uh, bet. I spent a good ten minutes searching around upstairs looking for people. You know, because we we used to play a lot of jokes on one another and. Uh, I, that's right. That's that's what I thought it was, but I didn't see anybody, and nobody left the house, and so I was like, okay, like something's going on, and this happened at the time that something happened the previous night at 3 a.m. And uh, I went downstairs, and it was just the whole rest of the night was just a blur. Like I don't think I, I don't think I, I don't think I fell asleep that night, or if I did, it was kind of like one of those half asleep, half awake, yeah, phases, you know. And everyone went home in the morning, and uh, I, I just couldn't stop thinking about kind of what had happened, right? The weird clock at 3 a.m., and now this weird, my fucking, my shoes, and this weird shit. I mean, that's just, it's just crazy. Like, I, I was just in, like, this haze. Like, I couldn't, like, n- nothing made any sense. Mm-hmm. And uh, so night three rolled around, and I said, I sure as hell not <laughs> spending the night alone in my house. So I had Tony, my friend the, who's told the Lava Rock story, come over, and another friend of mine. TJ came over um, and I told him what was going on. I said, uh, something weird's going on in, in the house. And you know, I told him these things are happening and, and uh, they said, well, okay, we'll, we'll set a stake out. Like, we'll stay up all night. We'll wait. And I said, you know, it's been happening at 3 a.m. Like, this is weird. So we said, all right, we'll, we'll stay up till 3 a.m. And, and, you know, we were, of course, concocting all these plans about how we're going <laughs> to trap a ghost, you know, and, and do all this, you know, we're kind of like making a joke out of it and kind of trying to lighten the mood. Cause honestly I was scared shitless. Yeah. And, um, and 3am rolled around and nothing happened. Right. So of course these guys are giving me shit. Like I just making stuff up, whatever. And I swear like this stuff happened and I don't know, whatever it's, you know, three fifteen. nothing's going on. Okay. Okay. I'll give you guys a ride home. So we, we go out in, in, in the driveway, we get in the car. It was an old Buick. 
that I'd inherited from my mom and Buick Regal, actually, navy blue. <laughs> and uh, we were sitting in the car, and I'm about to turn the turn the turn the engine over, and uh, TJ's in the front seat, and he he looks at me, and he goes, "Wait." He's like, don't. I said, well, why? And he goes, what if the ghost, this is all part of the plan, and uh, he's going to blow the car up when we, when we turn <laughs> it on, you know? And we kind of, like, laughed, and I and I turned the engine over, and it's like, rum, 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 rum. We kind of look at each other, like, <laughs> what's going on? And I, and I turn the key again, rum, 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 and, the key, and, and I turn it a third time, rum, 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 and then boom! We heard this, like, pop. And the hood kind of flops up and flops back down, and we run out of the car. We, <laughs> we jumped out of the car. Everyone jumped out, and we're laying in the yard, and then we're sitting up. You know, it's like 3.30 in the morning, and we're looking at each other like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. And uh, so we all saw it. We all heard it. And I finally work up enough courage to get around the car. I open up the hood, and I'm looking around. And I saw that one of these vacuum hoses or one of these hoses had come loose off the engine. I don't know. Never happened before. Maybe it was a complete coincidence, right? Yeah. Um, so I said, okay, well, you know, these guys, you know, my friends are, you know, they're jabbering around and like trying to figure out what's going on. We're kind of like that scared, nervous chatter, you know? And uh, I said, well, I'll, I'm just going to, this is, maybe this is a complete coincidence. I'm going to fix this really quick because it was just one of those like, um, aluminum little clamp like c clamps you yeah. know where you can tighten it up with a screw yep mm -hmm. so i it was an easy fix went in the garage got a screwdriver came back out tightened it up started the car started just fine we're good i go back in the garage to get a uh three cans of pop bring them out and we're you know crack them open we're sitting there talking about what just happened and uh my, my back is away from the house and Tony and TJ are looking at me um, and their backs to the street and I'm in the middle of talking and uh, Tony drops his can of pop all over himself, spills all over and he starts to like back away from me and my other friend TJ just turns around and runs. He just ran and he ran all the way home. In fact, he never turned around. He never said anything. He just ran home. And Tony sort of backed away, backed away. He was across the street, and then he turned around and he ran. But he went and hid behind some trees in the neighbor's yard. And I'm looking around. I'm look. I look behind me, and I don't see anything. And I kind of run after Tony, and he's yelling at me. He's saying, "Don't get close to me." He's holding his hands out. He's like, "Get away from me." And Tony's like one of my best friends. At this point, I was almost in tears. Honestly, like I, I had no idea what was going on. And Tony was scared. And I finally like we sort of calmed down and I asked him like, dude, you got to tell me what's going on. Cause at this point, TJ had ran home, you know, I didn't even know uh, yeah. he just left. Javin asked, and I wanted to know too, how far did he have to run to run home? Yeah. He only lived about a half mile away. Okay. But I mean, um, still, <laughs> yeah, no, he, he didn't live that far away. And, uh, we all, like all my friends lived in this, this neighborhood called the Cloverleaf, um, neighborhood. Okay. And, uh, Tony tells me, he said, dude, your eyes turned bright red. And I was like, what do you mean? That doesn't make any sense. He said everything, like the whites, the irises, everything turned bright red. And he's like, I don't want to be near you right now. And I said, you're, I just, it, I said, you stop fucking with me. Like I'm freaked out right now. And he said, no, he's like, I'm not going anywhere near your house. So I said, well, 
can I spend the night at your house? And he said, no. <laughs> and I asked him if I could give him a ride home. And he said, no. And he called his brother and had his brother come get him um, and bring him home. Wow. He lived like five miles away. Sure. So he couldn't, he couldn't walk home. So I sat around for a little bit with Tony. His brother came, got him. And I remember looking at the house and being like, nope, I'm not going back inside. I got my keys, got in the car, and I drove to my dad's house in Spring Lake Park, and I left everything open. I left the garage open. I had, like, lights on. I left everything wide open. And I went and stayed, stayed the night, spent the night at my dad's house. My mom came home the next morning, and she was furious, right? She came home Monday morning, and the garage door was open. The yeah. doors were open. The lights were on. And she didn't know where I was. And I didn't have a cell phone at the time. And uh, she eventually found me at my dad's, and she's just pissed off. Yeah. And I, and I told her, I said, you know, something's happened at the house and she was really quiet and uh she said i think we need to talk i said okay (laughs) you know so she said come home and so i came home and i sat down at the kitchen table and i and i just told her everything what happened had you associated any of this with the rock at this point nope okay not at that point and uh and then she said well you know do you remember when we moved into the house, a lot of the stuff happening? And I said, no, not really. And she said, well, um, and that we, had a, lot of, we had a lot of really prior? weird things that happened in the house when we moved in. And what were you going to say, Adam? I said that was two years prior to this? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, about a year and a half. Yeah. Okay. And, um, and, I, and I was surprised. I said, no. She said, well we were told by the previous owners that the house was haunted and, um, and the previous owner was actually a friend of my mom's. So this isn't just some like crazy person. She, my mom bought the house from a friend okay. and the friend told her, and as a matter of fact, it's in the deed of the house, believe it or not, which is the craziest thing. Cause my mom later showed my mom's a real estate agent too. Okay. And, uh, she said, you know, there was a lot of stuff that happened and she actually went through, we talked for like two hours and we went through all these things that sort of jogged my memory. I was like, Oh yeah, I do remember shit was happening and I'm happy to go through those if you want. But the point was, she said, you know, it like a lot of stuff happened in our house when we moved in and it happened for like the first few months and then stopped. And she said, well, maybe, you know, did you do something to, to wake something up? Um, and I said, I don't, I don't know, you know? <laughs> and then finally I said, well, you know, I did, did grab this little rock from Gettysburg. And yeah. she said, well, maybe you should send it back. Maybe you brought in some like bad energy and it, you know, um, stirred something up that had been asleep, you know, cause actually like our neighborhood, this is not the first house that this has happened. You know, we had, um, I've got friends that have complained of, of issues. And in fact, this is, and this is a this is a true story too. And usually, when people say this is a true story, it's not a true story. But this is actually a true story. <laughs> a friend of mine in high school they they moved out of their house in the middle of the night when he was a junior, I think. They left everything, and they were in this neighborhood. Um, and uh, so she said, you know, well, maybe maybe you have to um, maybe you should get rid of this rock. And I said, well, should I just throw it away. She said, well, maybe something is attached to it. I don't know. Like you picked it up at, at Gettysburg and there was a lot of violence there and bad energy. And she said, well, maybe you should send it back. I said, that's a great idea. So I write a letter 
<clears throat> to Gettysburg National Park. And I, um, I just said, you know, uh, I took a rock from the angle. I feel really bad about it. You know, I, I said, if everybody took a rock, there'd be no wall left. And um, could you please put it back? I didn't say anything about ghosts. I didn't say anything about paranormal or weird things happening. Signed my name, put the rock in the envelope, and send it off. And funny enough, like, about a month ago, my mom was going through some old things. And uh, she still has the letter and sent it to me in a text. And because Gettysburg actually sent it back. And um, I still have it. I still have a picture of the letter. So you can read it if you want. But it doesn't say anything about ghosts. It just says, um, you know, I, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. Please put this back. And so I put the rock in, sent it off, and that was that was it. That was all that had happened, right? So like a couple weeks later, um, we had no more, no more waking up at 3 a.m., no more ghost anything. Everything stopped. Okay. And a couple weeks later, I get home. And my mom says, you need to listen to the answering machine. <laughs> and uh, I turn it on, and it's a ranger, a park ranger from Gettysburg. And he said, you know, I just wanted to call and thank JR for that beautiful letter that he sent me, and I'm going to you know, send it back to him and, and uh, tell him that uh, I put the rock back where it belongs. And then he gets quiet, and he goes, and tell him I know the real reason why he sent it back. <laughs> That gave me goosebumps. And he hung up. That was it. And then I got the letter back, you know, the next week. And that was that. Was that. And nothing has happened since. So, I, and, and I'm not, you know, I'm not. <laughs> That's I wouldn't, bizarre. I wouldn't call myself, like, an atheist. I'm well, certainly that's... not religious. I don't go to church. And I, I probably don't believe in God. I don't know. But, like, I don't know how to reconcile those That's kind of what I was going yeah. for earlier is, like, if I if somebody had a if somebody told me like pick some of your friends who are atheists you would be on my list not that you like you said not that you are but it was just like you're I don't think of you as a person who talks about that kind of like a ghost story I don't know yeah, I know enough to know that I don't know right that makes exactly sense. I yeah. oh like I it's it's always been a weird thing for me because I like these things happen yeah. Um, no doubt about it. Well, now, maybe I, as I look back, maybe they happened differently in, in the time. But like, you know, I had witnesses, and all these people remember the same thing. And my mom will be glad to tell you the story. And I'm, uh, and if you if you're curious, I'm happy to tell the things that my mom told too. Um, well, yeah. We had that conversation at the table. But what I was just gonna say is that here's one of the things, and then and then we can go back to because uh, Javin <laughs> said Katie does want said very enthusiastically. Yes, I would like to go over those things. <laughs> But what I was going to say is that when you said, I know enough to say I don't know, one of the things that popped into my head was I, I wanted to say I'm, all, like, I'm envious of people who have ghost stories because they're so fascinating to me and so interesting. And then I was like, but I should say with it, like I don't want any hairy, like, like I don't want any nasty ghost stuff. I don't want a ghost story that bad. And mm -hmm. that, you know, that just sent me down that trail of saying like, well, I know enough to know that I don't know. I don't personally like believe in ghosts or haunting, but at the same time, I'm superstitious enough to say like, oh, I'm envious of people that have these crazy ghost stories, but also I don't, I don't want anything to come and give me want, one. I don't want them. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing. So my, my wife, Megan, um, she's, she's, 
said the same thing where where she's been kind of the opposite like she she wants to experience like a ghost a ghost event right, right. and i think then it fortifies sort of a belief in the afterlife like, i would, I mean, I I would I don't like know if it does experience... or doesn't but she she wants to have that experience and i remember telling her like you be careful what you wish for yeah. because this was like <laughs> you know it was really incredibly unnerving to be like a part of something where you felt like completely was out of your control there was nothing that you could do even though there was i mean maybe it was tied to that rock i sent it back and i stopped whatever was happening but like you know it was like something that you couldn't grab you know and and touch and even really see and that something weird was happening and i and i do like i do get creeped out when i think like what if i didn't send it back you know like was this going to keep happening um yeah i, I wonder so it's, it's crazy to think like so like, like, cause you never, you never saw physically, you never like, you never saw like an apparition or anything like that, but your two buddies saw their good friends eyes turn glowing red to the point where they had to run away from you cause they were scared. <laughs> like that's, yeah. That that's was insane. that was the yeah. only part for me where I was like, well, what if they were just fucking with them? But then like you said, he like, even if, even if you and Dan were going to fuck with me, I don't think either of you is a good enough actor to like actually make me think you were terrified for yep. like for a long time you could like throw me off for a second but then as soon as i got close to you i don't feel like it would hold up we uh like, one guy was the, one huh? guy totally would do this but tony tony wouldn't okay. he's you know he's a stoic you know <clears throat> i wouldn't call him an introvert but he's he's a really serious guy he, he wouldn't be able to maintain that yeah composure okay. for that long but the other elder friend he totally would fuck with me um but he but he's maintaining the state that's not true you know and, and one actually one of the other things that the the ranger said to me that i forgot to mention you know he said um tell him i know the real reason why he sent the rock back and tell him that i have to come out every friday and put rocks back on the wall that's what he said so like clearly you it's know happening. yeah this has happened before and he knows exactly what's going on weird man uh what's up papa blapper he just jumped in chat. We just heard a ghost story. You missed it. Um, give, 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 give us some good stuff. So, <clears throat> okay. Um, yeah, JR, I don't know if you've ever heard it, but the only other one that I have that I always cite as being the, the most credible person I know is my mom. And my mom is not a person who is believes in ghosts or the paranormal or anything. Um, one night... It was like this raging thunderstorm and my stepdad was asleep in the bed and she was reading the story and it was a short story. Uh, it was a Stephen King short story. So she had like just started it and was reading it and had never told my stepdad about it or anything. And it was about a man who's being chased by a dog through a hospital and it was like uh, trying to get him and kill him. And then right when it got to the point that it caught him in the story my stepdad started to freak out and like thrash about in the bed. And my mom had to get out of the bed and scream at him to wake up. And when he woke, well, like when he woke up, finally, he said, Oh, I was having the most terrifying dream that I was running through a hospital being chased by a rabid dog. And that's the only other one where it was like, that's we, there's something weird going on there to me. It's not necessarily a ghost story, but it is paranormal in some way where there's like no way he could have known. That's what she was reading. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so, Jeff, Jeff, oh, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, so like the conversation I had with my mom, you know, w when I told her about 
the rock and we were trying to piece through what was going on. You know, she, she had mentioned that, you know, we think this house is haunted and our friends told us about it. And she said, you remember all these things used to happen? And it kind of started jogging in memory a little bit. And, you know, um, we used to have, uh, we had a, t- a ton of problems with electricity in the house. Lights were always going on and off. We had electricians. We had at least a, a handful of electricians come in and try to solve the problem. And, and they never could. And then it just sort of solved itself over time we had a toilet that would flush um all the time spontaneously you know it's toilets water will run yeah right? like sometimes that happens but like the toilet would physically flush you know and that's like a mechanical device it's a weird thing that would happen and it would happen all the time and it, again it only happened for the first few months my sister and and a lot of the things that happened were centered around my room ironically enough so like my room was in the corner back corner of the house in the basement there was a room that was right next to my room that we called the piano room because the owners left this old piano in there and the carpet was also ripped up in that room which was the strangest i know this sounds like a cheesy horror story but it really was like the other the whole rest of the basement was carpeted except that room there was no carpet and um we had like our, my my cat wouldn't step foot in it um that was where we had the litter box and it was, it was basically this old piano and it was like a storage room and we had like the litter box and the food in there and our cat wouldn't step foot in it and you had to walk through that room to get in my room and the cat used to sleep with me every night and he stopped sleeping with me because he had to walk through that room so he would sit there on the very edge where the carpet stopped and just sit there and stare and it was the creepiest thing and this went on for a while we i remember at the time like it was weird i didn't think it was paranormal i just thought it was a cat in the new house being weird, like just cat doing cat things. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my sister, I, I remember I came home one night again, this was soon after we moved in and my sister was, uh, my sister's four years younger than me. So at the time she was probably, you know, I don't know, 13, 14. And she was, uh, freaking out, sobbing like uncontrollably. And I just, I came, I, I, I walk in the house and I heard them upstairs, my mom going, it's okay, it's okay. And I kind of walk in, sister just beat red and she'd clearly been crying and my mom was just sort of waving me away and I just thought it was some boy problem or something. <laughs> uh, but apparently my sister was in my room doing homework because I had a nice desk and uh, she saw a woman um, walk by the door and it was a woman wearing um, like a wedding dress or something, a big white dress. And my sister looked up and she saw the woman cross by her periphery. She looked up and didn't see anything. She went back down to her homework, saw it again, passed in the other direction. She looked up, didn't see anything. And then the third time she looked and she saw this woman sort of standing almost, the way my sister describes it, it was like, it was like she was looking at this person, but it was out of focus. You know, she, she said she was rubbing her eyes and this woman was just standing there and then she closed her eyes and the woman vanished. And my sister yelled for my mom because she thought it was my mom. Yeah. And she, she yelled like, mom, mom. And she ran upstairs and she, she said, as she's running upstairs, she's like, mom, why are you wearing a wedding dress? And my mom was in bed or in bed watching TV. And so my sister saw that and then instantly like, kind of connected the dots and just started freaking out. She said, there's someone in the house. She's someone in the house. So they went through the house and there's nobody there. And my sister was just a wreck. And I had just gotten home when they had just kind of got started to get over it. But my mom never told me what had happened. Um, and Until then, uh, a few, a, 
a few weeks. Pardon? Until way later? Yeah, she, and until we had this dinner yeah, con- okay. or this conversation about The Rock. And a few weeks later, uh, and this, this was brand new to me, um, my mom had a, had, a, had a party at the house when my sister and I were spending the weekend with my dad. And um, as my mom tells the story, she said she woke up in the middle of the night, heard like screaming and almost like tussling, like someone was like banging against the wall or something and uh, wasn't like screaming, but like just loud talking. And she went out into the top living room and looked over the banister into the sort of foyer area or the entryway. And she saw uh, her friend and uh, her husband. They had gone to this party and had too much to drink and they were sleeping in my room. They spent the night in my room because they didn't want to drive home. And this was the middle of the night. They'd gotten up and they went screaming out the front door and the guy was still in his like underwear. (laughs) So my mom, she says she woke up and just saw him walk up or run up the steps grab their coats, see him in his tidy whities and out the door they go. She goes downstairs and she sees my room was just a mess and they left a lot of their stuff there. So she just went back upstairs and uh, called them a couple hours later and the woman, my mom's friend, she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. This is so humiliating. Um, but we, you know, we obviously got up in the middle of the night and left. And my mom's like, yeah, we, I heard you. I saw your husband go out the door in his underwear. And she said, yeah, it was terrifying. And she told the story. She said, we, we, um, she said, I woke up in the middle of the night. This is my mom's friend talking. And, uh, you know, they were sleeping in my bed. And they see someone standing in the doorway, like a silhouette. And she thought it was me. So she was super embarrassed, right? Like, yeah. oh, my God. Like, we're drunk. We had too much to drink. <laughs> and now I'm sleeping in, in this guy's bed. And they're like, they started they sat up and like, oh, JR, I'm so sorry. We we just we you know had this you know sleep it off. We had too much to drink, and the husband sort of woke up and and they're talking at this shadowy figure in the doorway, and then the figure sort of vanishes, and uh, you know they didn't know what to think, and then this shadowy figure reappears at the other side of the bed, just materializes out of thin air, and the way that my mom's friend described it, it was just like this. Like a, just a shadow, like a big shadow sort of looming over them. But it was clear as day and they both saw it. And the husband kicked. He actually kicked his foot out because he thought it was like an intruder or something. And he got his foot tangled in the blinds and took the blinds down. And then they just got out and ran. They just ran away. <laughs> and this was in my room. And so she's, you know, my mom was telling me these stories. She's, you know, and so it's like maybe that was, and I think that was the last sort of thing that had happened in the house was that event when my mom's friends left. You know, so she told me all these things and it's just like, Oh my God, like, Oh yeah, I do remember that. I do remember that. And Oh my goodness. Like, what did I do? Um, but what's kind of interesting though, is that many, many years later, so this was in college, um, uh, Wade Schwat and I got, I think Schwat did, we got screen advanced screenings to the exorcism in, of Emily Rose. You remember that movie? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did, you ever, did, you, did you ever see it? I don't mm-hmm. think I did. It's a creepy movie. It's a really creepy movie, actually, because it's based on a true story. And it's about this uh, college student who um, supposedly gets possessed. And then uh, I don't want to spoil it because it actually is a really good movie. Oh, wait, but did we watch that for movie night? No. 
Okay. What's up, Sean? There, there's a uh, in the movie they actually use the real audio from the exorcism that happened in real life because it was it was captured on audio, and they use that in the movie, and it's it's really actually terrifying. And uh, anyway, we went to this advanced screening, and there's this, there's the 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 woman who's possessed in the movie. She keeps waking up at three a.m. <laughs> and uh, you know that's when I kept waking up. And I remember thinking to myself, like, oh, she's waking up at three a.m. Like I know how that feels. And then um, at one, at, there's a scene in the movie where the priest, uh, the the actress who's possessed, you know, is talking to this priest. And she's like, keep waking up at three a.m. And the priest is like, uh, yeah, that's the witching hour. It's like if you're waking up at three a.m. every night, that means that you're sort of under attack from demons. And he said because it's you know Ooh. Christ was apparently crucified at three p.m. So they, they chose the antithesis of that is like where the peak paranormal activity is, is 3 a.m. I wake up most nights at 3 a.m. What does that mean? There you go. You better, you better uh, go see a priest. But uh, I remember it, like it at the time like, when I heard that, I just shrunk in my seat because I woke up at 3 a.m. every night. These things happened. And the crazy thing about it is that, you know, Gettysburg was three, three days long. Um, where the bloody angle was was july 3rd and actually like you can even wikipedia this the battle itself was at 3 p.m so it's like there's all these like weird three connections and so it's just like you know something was something weird was going on that's crazy i don't like it <laughs> shauna said twitch just overheard my phone and shut itself down is that normal is it your spooks do i need to sage my shit now one last, I'll, I'll say one last thing and I'll, I'll, I'll log off. I don't hog any more time. But no, like, I, I, I'm, there was a, I like the ghost there, stories. This is entertaining. There mm-hmm. was a um, class that I took. Actually, Schwat was in this class too. In, in, when we were at the U, it was a writing class. And uh, we had to do an assignment where we just had to write a story about uh, a true event, I believe. And I decided to write about this ghost story. And, uh, so I'm, I'm, this is like, this is actually like the first time I'd actually really thought about it in a long time. So I'm sitting there writing along and, and our first drafts were due on a certain date and I'd finished it the night before. And I woke up in the middle of the night and I'd like to tell you, I woke up at 3am, but I truly don't know. Cause I, I didn't, I, I woke up and I, pur- sometimes when I wake up in the middle of the night, I purposely don't look at the clock yeah. for that very reason. Um, and I woke up in the middle of the night and my printer fired up. And it printed off up the uh, cover page of my story, which was the ghost story. So I just remember, like, I got up and the printer came out and it, you know, just kind of said, like, a ghost story. It was the cover of my, of my uh, story. And I remember looking at that and holding it and just feeling like, fuck, this, is, this sucks. Like, is this happening again? <laughs> and uh, threw it in the trash. And then I went to class the next day and I told the instructor, I'm not writing the story like i need an extension <laughs> and i told her what happened and she said okay that's fine and let me write <laughs> another story <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> well if anything happens to you after you told the story on the podcast you're gonna have to let us know yeah uh, no I've, I've told the story a dozen times since okay. then so i'm at, I'm at peace with whatever happens <clears throat> and, I, and i think uh, any spirits out there know i, I didn't mean any didn't mean any, any harm uh, yeah you sent the rock back yeah I man did. javin said it that's a great that's a great ghost story. That was very entertaining. And I did genuinely get goosebumps at the the park ranger saying, and I know why you sent it back. Yeah. I'll, uh, 
I'll uh, send a pic of that letter so, that I sent. Cool. Was that uh, that was all the stuff that had happened in your house too? It was the electrical stuff, the plumbing stuff, your mom's For friends. Part, I okay. think that's, that's it. you know my I, I I could go on all night. Honestly, there's we are friends. Yeah, we there's uh, the neighborhood actually is notorious for um hauntings hmm. and uh you know i had a lot of friends that had weird things happen i even even have uh, uh what i think to be a ghost on tape that i captured javin wants to know if you still have the voicemail from the park ranger no i do not that was an old school and then schwat says honest question jr what would you do if you got a letter with a rock in it tomorrow <laughs> Oh, that freaked me out, so don't even do it. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, audio or video on the ghost? Yeah. Uh, it's uh, video. video. Well, and audio. It was a, um, uh, actually, TJ, the guy who was with me when he saw my eyes turn red, we used to do these skits and record them. We were doing these funny YouTube videos before they were even YouTube. We were trailblazers back then. <laughs> and uh, we were doing a skit called The Bank, which was about a guy trying to get a loan for like five cents or something. It was really stupid. And um, we had the camera sort of set up and uh, and then things just started happening. I mean, you know, not stuff flying around the house, but like the lights flickered, the, the, the uh, curtains started to, to waver. And then we had um, a radio station that was playing like elevator music in the background and the radio station went really loud and then changed stations. Okay. And, uh, this was all like captured on tape. So like, you can like, this is happening real time. We're looking around, like we broke character and we're like, what's going on? And then um, this sort of continued for five minutes because stuff started, kept happening. Mm-hmm. And there's like a point like in the video and you know, you kind of see the light bulb go off in my head. And I'm like, Oh my God, we're recording. So I run up to the camera and turn it off. And when you when you rewatch it, you can see like as things like the light started to flicker and things started happening in the room sequentially, you see this like static thing kind of move across the screen at the same time. You should throw really that wild. into the podcast. Yeah, it's so it's 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 that sounds bananas. Have to get it to oh, you'd have to convert it. Okay. Um, millimeter. Amber wants to know: Are there any theories for why the neighborhood? Yes, there are. In fact, there was someone who was going to write a book about it last really? time I heard. Yep. Is this it's like something you can Google? Um, well, I've tried and I don't okay. see it. I, that, was the, that was the word on the street is that someone who lived in the neighborhood was writing a book about it. And I don't know if it's ever, I don't think it has ever been published. Um, what are but the theories? It, was, it used to be a farm called the Cloverleaf Farm. Okay. And the owner, you can guess what happened, but he killed himself. Um, he was going to be foreclosed on. And he hung himself in this front yard. Whoa. So that's the rumor is that the farmer haunts the neighborhood. He checks out all the new people and makes sure they're cool or whatever and then leaves them alone. That was my yeah. mom's theory. Two months. That makes, yeah, I, I like that. That's, yeah. yeah, that's crazy. I don't know. It, it, I Like your wife said, I want to have the experience just to have it. Uh, but I, I also, I don't I want... Huh? Say that again? You can live vicariously through mine. Yeah, it's like I want to and I don't want to. Because it's like once it starts, if it started, how, you don't know how to stop it. Yeah, is it going to stop? Yeah, I wake up every day just about at oh, 3 a.m., oh, oh, but I usually go pee. Don't look at the clock. Uh, well, I stopped looking at the clock because I would get in my own head about, I would start counting down how many hours I had left to sleep before my alarm got up, went off. 
I've ne- but I'm yeah. That's uh that's a really good ghost story. We should just mm-hmm. have we should just have we should just turn this into a ghost podcast and just have people come on and tell ghost stories. Katie's got to have a ghost story. Well, I heard that Katie had some weird Gettysburg things, so I'd be interested to hear her side of the tale. That'd be fun mm-hmm. to get Katie on and and hear that podcast or hear that mm-hmm. uh, ghost story. Yeah, man, that's a great story. I don't know. I don't know. It may, it it it's there's enough people to corroborate it uh, that it makes it. F- like it makes me question I, my beliefs of I don't believe in ghosts. I, I, I like the, I like the idea of like that you know like it's like there, there are apparitions in 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 some of those um, some of those stories but yeah like just like the like the energy that this uh, you know for whatever reason that was tied to this rock uh, came with you I you know that's that's I like that. Well, I've often wondered, you know, like if I if I would love to go back to Gettysburg, and in fact, I almost did when I was out in D.C. Um, last last year, and I, and I know I'd go to that part of the battle. It's like that angle, the bloody angle, if I remember correctly, it's almost right next to the museum, you know, because it's actually one of the coolest parts of the battlefield. And uh, and I was like, well, what if I took another rock? <laughs> you know what would happen? <laughs> yeah, what if you took it back to a non haunted place? I don't know. I don't know. Um, um, there could be a confluence of energy in that neighborhood that really woke up the rock yeah amber says so adam mocked me i'm gonna mock you again but when we were watching the ghost tv series we had a lamp that flickered randomly and stopped after we were done it didn't stop it flickered the other day ghost lamp (laughs) lamp. uh and javin javin says say that again jr i want to get that lamp checked out it flickers if you like if my kids jump it flickers. It's just a crummy old lamp. Javin says Katie says she's she was smart enough to not take a rock, but there are definitely spooky vibes there and said his story adds up. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know what would be interesting and I actually haven't spoken to my mom about this for years. I would love to talk to her again and get her side of the tale. I wonder the clock part, like what, like because she was obviously yeah, what's, super what's upset. What's her side of the yeah, clock? So I, oh yeah, so I think she was. She, I think was. My my guess is that she was trying to cover it up so she didn't spook That's me. And probably, yeah. yeah, yeah, especially after your sister freaking out. You know, when we first yeah, but guys, that that seems like a very apparently thing to do to basically to like if I can, I'll just make it seem like nothing happened. There's no reason to worry him. Yeah, let's get her on the podcast. Hear her side. It, Javin says he wants to hear Tony and TJ's side. And Wallaby, who is Jeff, says, when's the last time you asked Tony about your eyes? I can't say I have. TJ's actually got a big um, TikTok following, believe it or not. Cool. I, TikTok. I'm bummed I forgot about Cimarron because <laughs> I would have come in with that band, but I'm sorry I yeah. didn't. We have That's we have okay. introed the podcast with uh, Cimarron before. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a great well, story, where, man. Where, where are my um, royalties from that? Oh, I don't. Well, I don't, we did it for free. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you stole is what you're saying. Oh, 100 <laughs> percent. Uh, Dan cool. Dan stole. Uh, so Javin just posted a Washington Post article that says Gettysburg warns visitors not to take rocks unless, of course, you yeah, want they- to be cursed. Is yeah, it's from the Washington Post. Nope. Oh God, I gotta read that. 2016. Story. It's in the chat. 
if you hit escape, hold on. The first the Come first on. line says the envelope arrived at Gettysburg National Military Park earlier this month. Park Ranger Maria Brady said it contains rocks and a note. And the note says, <laughs> "Please return this to Devil's Den. We're sorry." So people are doing like he's that holy the shit. Line, yeah. like, they get rocks all the time. That's yeah, bananas. That's funny. So Devil's Den was a uh, 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 southern. It was at the Battle of Little Round Top, and it's at the very bottom. You ever seen that iconic photo of like a, a guy in a white shirt, sort of splayed out in a in a bunker? Mm-hmm. You you would absolutely recognize the photo. It's like the one that you most commonly see when you talk about the Civil War. And actually, so that was taken at Devil's Den. That was where snipers were, and they'd shoot up on top of the hill. And fun story about that photo: when you see it, it's actually staged. A a um, photographer dragged that body from somewhere else on the battlefield and propped him up like a prop. And took a picture of it. That's crazy. You just Google Devil's Den uh, photo. I bet it's one of the first ones that pop up. Oh, yeah. read it. Yep. Like, yep, it's like, like, the first one that pops up. It's a guy laying on his back with a gun propped up against it. That's Devil's right. Den. So you can see the little rocks there too. For as much like energy, like in, in you know, in some weird metaphysical sense, that um, must have been. Like, like, the sh- like, on those three days in that singular place, you know, if if like if that is how paranormal activity works, like that does not surprise me that 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 much, like death and like chaos could do something to that place. Well, that yeah, so yeah. that was one of the things I was going to ask, uh, Jr. I'll post this in the Discord for you. Um, is. Like, I wonder if there are stories like that with Auschwitz or anything like that, too. Where, like, other places where people could potentially take stuff from where just terrible, terrible things have happened. Hmm. I don't I don't know that there is, but I wonder if there are stories like, like how there is with Hawaii and, and things happening like that. If there are other stories where... My dad brought uh, bought a, a, a t-shirt when we were in Hawaii, and it, and it had volcanic rock on it. But, like, the salesmen were like... So this is the only stuff that can come off the island. This was blessed by a priest. Wow. Was, so like, yeah, so like, so like this is the only dirt that can leave. They they specifically get a uh, a priest from the island to bless it so it's okay to leave the island. Otherwise, your plane will crash. Dan's video just froze for me. Oh, nope, there can it I, is. Can I read this little section of the article? Yeah. Go for it. So it says, quote, this is um, from one of the park rangers. Quote, we received letters from people with rocks in them, unquote. He said, quote, at least three or four of them a week. And they said they took the rock from Gettysburg, and all of a sudden they started having bad luck. Weird things were happening to them. Bad luck things. Poltergeist-type activity. Slamming doors, moving objects, you know, things that are poltergeisty. And they were having these things occur to them in their hometowns, and they attributed it. Maybe, uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, my goodness. Maybe it's the rock that I took from Gettysburg. Park Ranger said he hasn't found a particular reason for a curse, but he did write another book that raised a question about whether Gettysburg, just generally as an area, was cursed to be a battlefield. Not every returned rock comes back to the park because it was cursed. We've had people send notes where they just express remorse for taking something from a public park. That was me. Uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. So I, he takes the rocks and he puts them back in their original location if they've been specified in the note. so mike just put another one in here our lives fell apart gettysburg rock thief warns (laughs) i'll put this one in discord too 
Holy hell. This That's is a, crazy. It, like, yeah. Oh, I, what a good ghost bad. story. It's, here's a here's the last sentence. This is a good one. Park Ranger said that he's also. Uh, he said there was one time, when a note arrived with a broken seal on the envelope. The letter said there was a rock enclosed, but there was no rock. And the ranger says, "So I couldn't take that rock back to the battlefield, which means that person's probably really in trouble." <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Schwatt says anybody who takes a souvenir from Auschwitz deserves what's coming to them. True. Boy, yeah. I've never seen these articles. Actually, you know, it's is surprising. I've never actually Googled. Google yeah, this. that's Maybe bizarre. Javin says we've sent Katie down, careening down a path. <laughs> and oh, that's hey, it's it's a great story. The, it, would make, uh, it, would, it, would, it would make a lovely, a lovely movie. These articles are really lending to the story, man. That's fantastic. Yeah, so you can yeah. actually see the rock wall if you Google. Um, just Google the Gettysburg Angle. It has its own Wikipedia page. And you can see it. The Angle at Gettysburg. Oh, yeah. I actually believe it was the furthest north any Confederate soldier stepped foot during the war. Oh, no, this is a video. Oh, good, I have it muted. Okay, so yeah, it's not. so you just took a little pebble out of there, huh? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a pebble, but it was, you know, the size of a, you know silver dollar or something okay that's crazy well i guess i'm just not, I'm just not gonna sleep tonight is that all right with you guys <laughs> I will, i'll tell you the truth when jr was talking about his uh sister story i was like getting stuff in my peripherals just my mind playing tricks on me uh but this won't it won't stop me from sleeping but man that's crazy and it, is, it goes back to the same thing where every time I hear somebody who's got a really convincing good ghost story, I'm like, I kind of want that to happen, but I don't. I don't really. Because I'm, I'm, my wife and I make, make fun of ourselves because we don't really anymore, but we have described ourselves as atheists. And it, we just aren't kind of believers in that kind of stuff. But at the same time, we do like, we constantly say knock on wood or we knock on wood or we're constantly saying like, don't jinx it, don't jinx it, like, so we, uh, we, we're. It's not like we're not prone to superstition. That's the thing. Like, like, like being an atheist doesn't necessarily mean there can't be this sort of like paranormal. Because like, it's it's like an energy based thing. It's not a god based thing. Yeah, for sure. No, I guess yeah. I'm just citing atheism as like a. I don't know. Just a. We're we're not big into paranormal at yeah. all. Or like those ghost stories where they go to like abandoned psych wards. Don't do anything for me. Mm-hmm. But JR's stories or J JR's story gave me goosebumps. Yeah, it, it was uh It was, it was fun. very effect very affecting. It wasn't fun for JR to live, I'm sure, but it was very fun to listen to. Oh. So my summary is that you guys should watch The Exorcism of Emily Rose. It's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Let's check and that out. I'll watch during the scene. It. During the scene when you sort of hear the like exorcism taking place, that's like the real audio from like what went down, which makes it even creepier. That's I mean, you, parting. you can probably <laughs> Google like YouTube videos of exorcisms. Of In fact, I think you can YouTube the exorcism of that that particular exorcism and hear it in its okay. entirety, and it's kind of weird. 
Uh, Jeff says, JR, I watched the movie with you and Wade at your college house. Yeah, okay. I knew it was other people. Okay. And it, it wasn't at our house. It was at a movie theater. It was a private screening. <laughs> Put on by the Gangsburg well, Ghost. Thanks for coming on and sharing. We're important, we're important people. You know? Exactly. Yeah, you're college students. <laughs> they don't just hand those pre-screens out to anybody. <laughs> definitely, definitely not. Yeah, thanks, man. That was an awesome story. Yeah. And it... Uh, it made for easy work for me and Dan. Yeah, I, I got to I got to skate by for an hour. Yeah, we just got to sit and listen to an awesome ghost story. All right, well, you guys can continue talking about farts or whatever it is you talk about. All right, it's thanks, man. Farts. Talk to you later. All right, Daggy Jr. Bye. All right, I that was that's oh, probably God, huh? Yeah, it feels back. Yeah, I fixed it. Schwartz says, eat shit, Joe Rogan. What kind of ghost stories do you have? Well, how insufferable would a ghost story from uh, Joe Rogan be? Or uh, or Eddie Bravo trying to blithely like ramble his way through him. <laughs> Eddie Bravo episodes are unbearable. <laughs> Wallet um, says, ooh, I fart chat. I watched this, uh, this series on BuzzFeed on YouTube uh, over the last year called... Uh, unsolved versus these like these two guys they do like true crime and they do um they do supernatural uh they're they're they're, they're kind of like uh entertaining to kind of like watch play off each other but the the supernatural ones where they go to like we talk about like a ghost or like a haunting thing or they if they go to like a psych ward and they'll like they'll like stay the night there the one guy just absolutely just doesn't believe in any of it like nothing like he's like un, unfazed by anything that's happening by like they're just you know anything in any of these places the other guy is full bore into it, and watching them That's play a fun off each other, like, he, he man, like, cause he like is like so afraid of like like the things that are there, like, cause he like truly believes that all these like all these places are haunted and all all these ghosts are there. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's interesting to see the like like their dynamic of just like I just wandering through like this dark place, like standing in a dark room, like like up and the other guy goes in that room and it's like he has to sit there for like 60 seconds and like you know with like a recorder or whatever and like that 60 seconds kills him it's like just being alone in this dark room in this like abandoned psych psychiatric See, that wouldn't just, do anything i don't mean nope. this to be braggadocious braggadocious but uh it like it takes it takes a lot to like it doesn't take a lot to make like give me a jump scare because it doesn't take mm-hmm. you know that's just a natural reaction but it takes a lot Right, it doesn't take a lot. It just takes like a specific thing to scare me. The last time I can genuinely remember being scared was Amber and the kids were up north, so I was home alone and I watched uh what's the what's the movie from Hereditary. The, Hereditary. Jesus, thank you. And I had trouble sleeping. It freaked me out. It just did a great job of pushing my buttons. But the mm-hmm. last thing before that was Paranormal Activity. And the last thing before Paranormal Activity was probably like Event Horizon when I was a kid. It, I just, it doesn't, that stuff doesn't spook me all that often. I never, I never, the Blair Witch got me good because nothing, nothing existed like that yet. Didn't do anything for me. It was like real. Like it, like the, it was like the way it was shot and stuff. Yeah. Like it was like, it, like it looked, um, it just so that, that was that was super neat. 
It didn't. I think I. I think I wanted the ending of that to be something more than it was. Yeah, it just didn't. It didn't do anything for me. I yeah. I like. I'll get spooked. You know what'll but like what'll bother me is if I watch like uh, what was the sh- the TV show from when we were kids that they just recently made, something about mysteries, unsolved mysteries. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they made an episode like I stopped watching that series the second episode and it was about like some woman who's a barber who just disappeared and they never found her body and blah blah blah. I don't like watching those shows because that like that will get to me because then I start to like worry about my wife or worry about my kids do you know what i mean like that shit will stick with me i hate that stuff but i love to be scared by a scary movie but i can i can very rarely find them where they actually freak me out uh yeah, I guess, yeah like Kevin said yeah blair would fuck with him because uh he lived in the woods and that would i could see that scaring the shit out of you. yep yeah i mean uh, i don't know I liked ghost stories as a kid and I like, I loved listening to JR's ghost story. I noticed myself on camera at certain points. I would look at myself and I'd be like, dude, you're smiling like a fucking weirdo. Cause there were just uh, like, cause all I'm doing is listening. So if I'm talking and smiling, I don't ever notice it. But when I was just sitting there listening, I'd look at the camera and I was just like, <laughs> that's how I felt because I was genuinely entertained by that story. Uh, yeah. For like, for like, I, for as much as this has happened at Gettysburg and for like what happened there, um, I. Why are there if, quotes if, around that, Jevin? Um, well, I forget what I was going to say now. Oh, I'm sorry. You said for as much as this happens at Gettysburg, I think you're. Oh, well, yeah. Like it, it, you know, like I don't know piss all about like like you know like paranormal activity or or any energy or any any of that weird stuff but you know like if you were to if someone was to like come out with like a scientific study in like five years that like they they're able to like you know study some weird form of quantum energy that they could they could like they just kind of like associate there like that wouldn't surprise me it would be like oh yeah okay like i could see that place being some sort of like confluence point because of like the sheer amount of like energy that would have been expelled there over three days like just yeah just, almost just, some... just, just like horrific like psychic energy would have been just not would have been like like off the charts are you saying almost all when you say energy i almost think of it as mathematical let's think like like, in, like maybe there there, were... maybe at some point it could be mathematically quantifiable that's what but I right mean, now yeah. it is but right now it isn't just the pure amount of energy like, even like, of... like 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 psychic in quotes mm-hmm. like just like you know it's it's um Jevin, yeah. Jevin says Katie was razzing me. She can join my dad and stepmom who always told me to stop talking. I'm I'm, I'm an energy man now. I'm an energy man. Uh Darren's gonna say he doesn't believe JR. I believe JR. I the thing so the thing that I go to <laughs> No. No. Amber Amber says my mom would really love to jump into this conversation. I that One line. of the maddest Teresa's ever gotten gotten like at me was when i let my guard down once and they were a man who was telling a story about all of her cabinets being open and i'm pretty sure it was just some like they had their doors unlocked and was somebody trying to rob them is my opinion uh and amber's mom goes i'll bet you it was ghosts and i very sarcastically went yep it was probably a ghost and she didn't she didn't like that 
Um, no, the uh, what I was gonna say is I believe Jr. But I like I don't think Jr. is making any of that up based on the person who I know mm-hmm. that is Jr. But there's a part of my mind that's like I'll bet you there's a way to explain everything that isn't that isn't paranormal. You know what I mean? I'm not smart enough to figure out how to explain it, but there's just this part of me that's like, there's somebody who could make a rational explanation for why those things were happening, I'll bet. Sure. Ball lightning. I don't know. I have no ball lightning. Maybe, no maybe he drank too much Tahitian treat and his eyes started to glow red. I don't know how Tahitian treat works. <sighs> that's the most unbelievable part. Like that's the, It's the most unbelievable part and the least like creepy part of that whole story to me. The door slamming and the shoes tumbling down the stairs freaked me out. Uh, that, that's the that's the craziest part. Or the, like even like her mom's friends leaving the yeah. house. Like like what the fuck would scare you so so much that you have to like leave like like just out of nowhere. You're just like fuck it, I'm out. Two adults. Two adults. Uh and I I just think the part with the glowing eyes, it's just it's so crazy. That my, there's like this, it's almost a self defense or like a defense mechanism that kicks in my brain where it's just like, well, that's there's no way that's, that's it, real. That's just, that's just too much. Yeah, my brain just like kicks in. It's like, nah, nah. but the yeah, other exactly. the other stuff is like borderline enough where his yeah that part with his sister I was I was like consciously ignoring it because I kept feeling like I saw somebody coming down the stairs or I saw something out my window here, like just playing tricks with me. But yeah, I've always I've always kind of envied those stories just in that like I've just I don't know, I it don't, would just be it would be so bizarre. Like I want a friendly ghost story. How about that? Those don't seem to happen as much. Would would you go stay in one of those hot like no, I wouldn't do that. Those how those like hotels where they claim it's like a haunted hotel. I don't trust those because I just think it's the people like the people who work at the hotel are just paid to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amber says LLL. <laughs> no, number three. They talk about Hellraiser three. <laughs> LLL. I guarantee she's sitting up there now, laughing at herself for having written LLL instead of LOL. Mm-hmm. Um, Javin says, "Brother, do I have a movie for you? Which movie? Is it the a movie about like staying in, like a ghost house? Is it the one that Matt hates?" <laughs> Amber says, "Yep." Trailer Park Boys. Uh, Happy Leper says my mom saw the ghost of my great grandmother save my sister from falling into a plate glass window. That's pretty <laughs> friendly. What? That what? Okay, everybody's making a Casper joke. I get it now. You don't have to fucking hammer me over the head with it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, like you'll 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 hear like the, the there, there's always like anecdotal ghost stories about that stuff where like something with like they were going to go somewhere or do something, but then like, you know, like this, this thing or whatever happened that that caused them not to get on a plane or something. I like JR's question. If you go to Gettysburg, would you take a rock? Fuck no. Like that is that I loved what you said was I know enough to, or I'm like, I'm smart enough to say, I don't know. I don't know. And that's Mm -hmm. where like, I wanted to be really careful. Like I definitely believe those things that happened to you. And it's not it's not all of me. There's just a part of me that's like, I'll bet there's a rational explanation for it. 
and they're even that part is even going like I'll bet there's a rational explanation for all of those people at Gettysburg who've had these experiences. But like the bigger part of my mind is like, nah, that's too many people. And yeah, mm-hmm. if if I went to Gettysburg, I would not take a rock after hearing that. No. There's no way. Before I ever heard that story, I would have. I'd be like, yeah, I don't care. Like if I if I just heard a story on unsolved mysteries or something like that, I I would have taken a rock and not cared and been like, sure, yeah, give me bad luck. But I don't know, like when it's somebody you know and kind of respect enough to let, like, I don't think they would lie to me or just make up a dumb story. Like, I'm already friends with Jr. He doesn't. He's not a person who needs or wants attention. Like, there's all this stuff that goes into it, and it just adds more weight to it. It like that's why I'm interested in hearing Katie's ghost story. It's like I don't know Katie to be a person who like craves attention. <laughs> uh and so it would be interesting to hear her ghost story because it's uh it's somebody's opinion I would respect as like well this this isn't a person I know who would lie to me or just make stuff up for the attention of it. Uh Wall Beef says there's a notorious hotel in Milwaukee that major league baseball teams stay at that loads of players refuse to stay in. They will pay for their own rooms elsewhere because ghost crap. And then Javin's just mad at me for stuff. <laughs> I wasn't serious when I said you don't have to jam it down my throat. Uh, Dan, I have to pee. All right. Uh, podcast yeah. is too late. Nah. That's one mm-hmm. of the things that I don't get. I know JR said something about it. Uh, but, like, why do ghost stories only happen at night? I don't. I don't get it. All right, what's Dan going to talk about while I pee? Too spooky. I guess I'm alone in that crowd. I don't, it doesn't, I'll go upstairs and go right to sleep. It won't bother me at all. What are you going to talk about, Dan? Um, Schwatt, Dan. Schwatt just says Dan. I'm talking about myself. Uh, favorite energies. <laughs> um... What's a good energy? I don't... Boy. Like, Pokemon use energies. Like, all those Pokemon cards. They have energy cards. You got lightning energy. You got ghost energy. You got psychic energy. You got... Metal energy. (laughs) You got neutral energy. Um, Big big dick energy is good. I like that. Um, hydroelectric, we call that. Uh, we call that hydro, up in uh, up in Canada. Hydro is a great energy. <laughs> uh, it's in that bare naked lady song. I forget which one, but they talk about like a hydro hydro field or something. You know how it is with uh, hydro. Got to pay the hydro bill. So we call it power bill in Canada. Because it's coming from a hydroelectric, hydroelectric dam. You know, these great stories that I that I'm full of. 
Um, but yeah. Did you say barbacoa when I was sitting down? I usually just get chicken. Uh, okay, so... Holy cow. Chat blew up. Favorite energies. Javin says, ghosts can summon your energy easier while you're sleeping. Because Are you going to leave? Go ahead. Because you're not, not using, using it. And then <laughs> Roll just says, big dick energy. Jeff says, Wade has the type of things in two or more entries... Uh, <laughs> Schwartz says hydroelectric. Shonda says Kundalini. Uh, and then Dan apparently made himself laugh with metallurgy. I'm really sad I missed that because Dan making himself laugh is one of my favorite things in the world. Uh, Jeff wants to know if Dan's ever been shocked by electricity. I don't. I don't know. I have been. Has anybody ever grabbed a? Uh, a uh like an electrified fence those don't feel great um <laughs> thanks for a little yeah they're they're not great that's probably the hardest shock i've ever had is an electrified cow fence never been electrocuted but the closest i came was at best buy setting up a planogram I went to like plug in like to those like giant fucking like power cords that like run beneath like the cabinets. Uh, and the amount of blue light that came out scared the shit out of me. Like, it, like I, I don't know. Wait, where was this? Best Buy. No, but where at Best Buy? I, I, like underneath uh, some, some cabinets. Um, so I, so I went to plug in like two of those giant like metal power cords that like run beneath those like, cabinets. Yeah. And and like yeah, like the amount of like blue light like that came that like it like blinded me for a second. Like so I don't know what the fuck I did, but I'm like, nope. <laughs> we'll come back to this later. All right. Uh Katie messaged me and said, You're bothering me with the there is an explanation. I'm just too dumb to know what it is. That's the definition of paranormal. Humans are too dumb to explain or understand it right now. I'm not like I'm not I'm not saying that I'm I'm right. I'm saying there's just there is a part of my mind that jumps in and says there's probably a rational explanation for it. And I was saying I'm too dumb. But there's so, like what I more mean is like there is somebody who could make an explanation that I would listen to because I'm dumb. I would just listen to them and be like, "Oh, okay. That makes sense. That's probably why it happened because <laughs> The clocks are charged with electromagnetism, and that's and they're drawn to fireplaces or whatever. You know, that's yeah. Not, that's fire not. draws time. <laughs> time. Time equals fire. This all makes sense. <laughs> uh, let's see. Amber says, "I stuck a metal in an outlet as a kid." And Rolo says, "Same." Turn the outlet black. Uh, my sister. That's racist. Go ahead. My sister did that once where she was going to, she was pretending she was driving a car and she took a key and stuck it in the socket <laughs> and it didn't shock her. And then she came back like 10 minutes later to grab it out and then it shocked her and it turned the outlook black and the whole, there was a line going up the entire wall that was black. <laughs> my, my parents were bad parents. Not my mom. This is, this is a separate story from my mom. 
This is the other side. Four years old, they let me watch RoboCop. Amy almost electrocuted herself. My dad and stepmom. What the fuck, guys? Just zero supervision, apparently. Man. Hold on. Is Katie yelling at me more? Okay, good. I don't like being yelled at. Yeah, stop being rude to her. She's a fan. So how was I rude? You said she was dumb. It's somewhere <laughs> up here. We'll watch the tape back. That's, that's what I was tiptoeing around with Jarrah's. was like, I don't want to make anybody feel bad for believing in ghosts because I don't know. I don't. It's like Jr. said. I know enough to know that I don't know. But that's all. That's all I've got. I. It is a thing that is hard for me to believe in. And even Jr. himself said he's like, I just don't have an explanation for it. I don't know. I mean, in in J, Jr.'s experience, if I if I had lived that experience, it's like no, my most rational explanation would be something paranormal, because that's fucking bananas. And even me listening to his story, it's like yeah, that the most rational thing is that there's something paranormal because there's been a bunch of shit that we didn't, you know, I mean, how many years ago, two, 300 years ago, we didn't know radio waves existed. Right. Yeah. People, yeah. People were blasting radios all the time. Huh? We didn't know, uh, what? (laughs) (laughs) I like the idea that we didn't know that radio waves existed, but nothing was like, It'd be like, not like, like there was no reason for us to be like looking for them. Like, I, <laughs> what do you mean? I don't get so why. Like, I don't get how you're no, making fun of me. Yeah, like we don't understand the concept of like you know, like like radio waves being a certain way. Um, but until we started like broadcasting and receiving radio waves, um, it's not like there was ghosts out there sending radio signals or like other planes like shooting radio signals at us. What are you talking they about? I'm, tr- I'm trying to wrap my head around your concept of radio. I'm not talking about ghost radio. I understand radio waves existed before we <laughs> broadcast them. <laughs> what is happening? All I'm saying is there's plenty of stuff over time. Oh, uh-huh. Rolo says he's talking to you. Over yeah. time, there's just been plenty of stuff that like we had no idea existed. And then... So it, it seems to me like the most rational way to explain what JR experienced is paranormal. And we just don't, we don't know how to measure it or receive it or mm-hmm. understand it. I'm not saying that's not true. I'm just also saying there's a part of my brain that's like, there's probably a rational way to explain it without coming up with some new, like new thing that we've never understood before. But if, like, if I, I, like gun to my head, what do I think is is the answer? It's like in Jr.'s experience, I can't think of a way to explain that within the confines of reality that I know. It has to be something paranormal, and paranormal doesn't necessarily mean something to me that we can't measure. That there's no metric to measure by. It's just that we don't know how to measure it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, like I like like I like the idea that you know we're a we're smart people on this planet that like, like who, yeah, who is not to say that in um, 20 years or something like that, that something is created that can measure some sort of like 
energy that we just weren't aware of before. Well, and that's the whole, I've talked about that before with uh, Richard Dawkins and the God Delusion. That was, I mean, that was the book that convinced me to, for probably a five or six year span, kind of refer to myself as an atheist because my definition of atheism changed when I read that book, which is just that I love the way he, he frames it up in that you saying, oh, it's just the will of God is so limiting for human beings because we have the capacity within us to grow our understanding of the world around us. Mm-hmm. So if there is a God in the sense of a Christian God, it is not outside of our capacity to understand it. Uh, and that it would be the same thing there. It would be like saying, oh, it's just paranormal is fine, as long as you don't think of it as limiting. It's yeah, the, exactly. It's like, I, think, I, I wouldn't think of paranormal as something that I, we could never understand. I just think it's just something that we, we just can't understand yet. Yeah, that's... We, we, that's we, we don't have a device to figure it out yet. That's essentially what I'm saying, is that the way, the way that I would... The majority of my mind thinks about J.R.'s story is it's paranormal, and we... It's it's just unexplained. Like why that? Why does that happen to so many people? Yeah, apparently, like apparently, like thousands of people. <laughs> well, and how do you even measure it? I that like we just we don't have a, a tool to measure it. I do think that most people with ghost stories are liars. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I don't I don't want to discount because I can't say. But no, I was, being an, I was being an asshole. Uh, um, it it does if I don't know the person, it does get like a million times harder for me to believe their story. Oh yeah, because like they're they're they're, they're telling you something so far fetched that if you don't have any sort of like built in like relationship with that person, right. like what can lead you to make the yeah? That's not how that works. Uh, like when Jr. said, <laughs> "You can you can ask my mom." It was like I really believe we could get Jr.'s mom on the podcast and she would tell her own version of the story. Do you know what I mean? I want to know about clock fires. Uh, Rolla says, I don't have a place to put that story, and also I don't have a place to believe in ghosts. They are in conflict. Right. Like, That's like, a great way to think explain of it. As a person. So you're, you're, you're a single mom. You're, you, you, you had paranormal experiences in this house earlier when you first moved in. Your friend they, told they, you they, it was haunted. They, they stopped. They stopped. They're all done. Um, all of a sudden... Your a clock handed down to you is on the floor, and I don't know if she put it in the fireplace or it was in the fireplace. Yeah, but what do you think when you like? <laughs> like well, Jr. said it was in the carpet, so he was like, you would have had to pick up all the little pieces of glass. Exactly, so, so like it must have been thrown into the fireplace. Um, so like what? Yeah, like what does she think? She's like fucking hell. Like like. And she, doesn't, and she doesn't want to upset him. It's getting so she stronger. Just, she, she, just to, she just wants to be like, don't worry about it. It fell. Don't worry about it. Like, like she's just trying to like not put it on her son that this ghost might be throwing clocks in the house. Wallaby says it wasn't in the carpet. I don't know what you mean. I thought he said it fell in the carpet, so she would have had to pick the glass out of the carpet. Yeah, it was carpeted. Um, I did want to quickly call out uh-huh. Kibby, who's not here. Uh, Kibby is doing oops, 
Oh, God. Well, I can get to it in a minute. Um, yeah, I think Rolo put it in a great, a, a great, he framed it greatly, just saying, I don't have a place to put that story, and I also don't have a place to believe in ghosts. I just, I've never had a ghost experience, and I just don't necessarily, I mean, I don't really believe in an afterlife either. I don't, so, uh, does that make sense? Like, I don't think those things are like mutually exclusive though. They are in my mind. I'm not, I'm not saying they are for <laughs> everybody who is saying in their minds right now. No, I would like to argue about this. They are to me. I'm not saying that's the right opinion, but to me, I like how I look at chat when I'm addressing certain people, but to me, the afterlife and ghosts are mutually exclusive. And that's, I liked what you were saying about energy, I guess, in that regard. Because that's the way I like, that's the way I, that's the way I can sort of rationalize it a little bit in my mind is that it's, it's some sort of confluence of, yeah, like of, of energy that can manifest itself. And, and we know so little about certain, like the fact, yeah, the fact that we like discover more and more about, like quantum mechanics and things like that, and like all this stuff, like as time goes on, yeah, it's it's it it becomes a little bit easier to rationalize it a little bit that it could be some sort of um, latent energy that just kind of attaches so, itself to things. So then, how do you explain like the farmer who his you know people believe haunts this this place and checks out all the news people and stuff? Like, same same thing. It's like like I, I so I'm, it's I'm not, not saying actually I the I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not saying I believe that, but. It, it may not, but it, it may be some shadow of the farmer in some respects. Like, like I'm, I'm, I'm just making hypotheses now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that it may be some sort of like shadow of the farmer in like an energy sense that like. I don't understand what that means. Be, be, because of like, if this, 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 this all of a sudden involves some sort of quantifiable metric that, that pertains to like pain and trauma and things like that. And like, if they somehow can convert to energy, I see, I don't know. I'm saying words that don't make sense, but this, not like the spirit consciousness of this farm may not exist there, but some form of like his energy is there. Yeah. So like not 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 his psyche, not his not his not his like spirit, but just like a um So it's all an, okay, like, okay, an, okay. Like an other universe version of like How about this? this? His his energy. It's almost is, like a ripple. Yeah. Right? It's a, yeah. That, it's see like, that could be more convincing to me is that he died in such a dramatic way that there's some there's some element we don't understand or know about that we might eventually be able to measure, but he, he left like a ripple that just kind of continues outward. Hmm. It's not, it's It's not not him. It's not him. Just like the rock isn't the ripple. It's just like it created the ripple that kind of, and like the rock isn't a person's per se, but the rock has something in it. Jav- like energy, energy wise. Javin just said, "Well, Katie's computer turned itself on, so we're gonna log off." You cowards! Don't leave now. You're our ghost experts. 
Big baby. That's the problem. Big babies. The ghosts can't hurt you. Uh, they just I don't know. They just they hurt were... you. And they can give you bad luck, I guess. Um, because like, like, say you know, because like, say you have your like decision tree universes where it's like, like each real consequence causes a different universe to exist. Like, if there's some way where that's like, if there's somebody like that sort of thing can like interact with each other, um, yeah. Yeah, I like that ripple idea. That it's not it's not like the the afterlife or the the real leftover of a person. <clears throat> it's like that, that it's them. that it's that they're it's almost like a black hole or something where or you know, not even a black hole, it's almost like black matter where the density of whatever happened was so powerful that it creates ripples throughout time. Which would also explain why, like... Gettysburg would be so bad. Well, but it also explains why things and places aren't haunted forever. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, because it's a ripple, ripples don't... They don't last forever. But the, the, you know, the bigger the impact, the bigger the waves and the longer the ripple goes out, right? Sure. Yeah, like, like, like if, if it is that. I like that explanation, actually. So that's saying, like, I it it'll be interesting to see in like some time in our in humanity's future. Um, I do. It does seem like a thing we could solve. Yeah, I, I feel like it, like I don't know. I don't know like what sort of like on what sort of time frame this is, but I, I do feel like this is something that like a person could solve. Personally, a person could have I feel some sort of machine that could measure this thing. I feel like people should start. Measuring based on what we just said. They should start measuring measuring ripples. Perfect. Go to Gettysburg and measure the ripples. Measure the ripples. Measure the ripples. Brought to you by RippleCoin. Brought to you by Gene Simmons. RippleCoin's got to be a thing. It is. Gene Simmons mentioned oh, it that. Is G Simmons? Look, did I make like $400 a few years ago on RippleCoin? Yes. Fuck Gene Simmons. Do I know what it is? No. There's too many coins. That's the problem with the whole Bitcoin movement. And that's There's yeah, too many that, of that, them. That, that's what crashed the market in 17 or whenever it went down. Cause there was just too much. Like it was literally an oversaturation. It was just full of because nobody, nobody knows stealing. what to invest in. Yeah. People were stealing. Like people were like out, outright lying. Wait, how do you like, steal was, Bitcoin? No, they weren't stealing Bitcoin, but they were like, they were setting up fraudulent things Oh, fraudulent um, Bitcoin? Coins or coins. Yeah, things like that. Yeah, it was a... Um, yeah, it's like, how do you set up something that's decentralized but also isn't wrought with just lying criminals? Yeah, no, no, it's... You don't have an answer. I don't. I'm not smart enough. <laughs> oh, I woke Joey up by yawning. What's up, Joey? He's confused. Oh, he's going to get up. Uh, it's too late to get into Rob's random topic. We'll save this one. Yeah, I feel like that would, that would that would easily go for an hour. Yeah, it is a video game one. And with this crowd, the video game Rob random topics can uh, go for a while. Also, Javin loves video game ones, and he and Katie pushed out. So what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. That was really fun. Yeah. 
Um, oh, I wanted to talk about Kibby real quick. Kibby's not, he messaged us to say he's not going to be in chat tonight. He is doing something he came up with uh, called Refresh February. So Kibby on Twitter is Kibby Context. So K I B B E Y C O N T E X T. Uh, and I think he's got a fa- yeah he's got a Facebook group for it too, but he's just doing some things throughout the month of February. To there, I looked through them all. They're just they seem like healthy things to do. Uh, today, Thursday, February fourth is no social media, uh, and he says today I swear off social media for twenty four hours. Going to experience the real world with real people, uh, and he messaged us to say he wouldn't be in the podcast tonight, but I wanted to call out his uh, his refresh February because I. Just looking through the list of things that it has, they're they're just all good, healthy things to try out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you want to check out the list, just go out to Kibby's podcast or uh, Kibby's Twitter account. Um, I don't have too much more to add on that. Sumo ended. It was kind of a weird month of sumo. Mm-hmm. If if Katie is still listening, I want to lull her to sleep with sumo. What are you doing with your face? <laughs> uh, yeah, sumo. Have Over. you have you watched any of those movies that came out on HBO Max? Uh, no. Did weren't you? Uh, did well, you watch Wonder Woman with your friends, or is that not HBO Max? I have no, no idea. No, yeah, we, we watched that. Is it uh, a different most, service? It has the most viewed thing. Is it HBO Max? Did you answer my question? Uh, it's the most viewed thing, you know, it's, yeah, it's HBO Max. Okay. I did, uh, what's the show that, uh, Jeff and them were talking about, Nick, in, uh, um, some, oh, God dang it, I watched the first, I watched I, the first wa- I got five minutes into that first episode, and then was like, it takes a, it takes a turn I did not expect with a weirdo dude, and I was just like, well, this deserves more of my attention. No, you need to pay full attention to everything that's happening at all times. Yeah. Uh, how to with John Wilson. How to with John Wilson. There is a per- uh, there is a person they meet about four or five minutes in, and he says something, and you're like, wait, what? And e- even the guy filming it is like, wait, what? And, and I was like, well, I don't want to be eating lunch, paying half attention to this. I want to watch this. So I turned it off. Did you ever watch any Nathan for you? Yes. So like like he's he's an executive producer, Nathan Fielder. Okay. Um, and that that was like what I assumed I was getting into when I started watching. Like, oh, that's kind of what I was figuring. Even only four minutes in, is that not what it is? I'm not going to say anything. Okay. Thank but you. There, there's 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 something beautiful about these people that are so unassuming that they can make anybody say anything and let their guard down. And like, just truly, kind of like, open up to them, and it's very weird. But like, Nathan Fielder was such an expert at it by like coming at them from a place of like, I, I, I don't even know, like, but like, it's just he could well, make, yeah, it was great. I'm, I'm probably gonna go watch it before bed here. Yeah, uh, good just idea. as something to good fall idea. asleep to because it's something I can, or not fall asleep to, but just something to watch before I go to bed because all I'll be doing is laying in bed and watching it. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we should probably wrap up so I can go watch TV. That was really fun, man. I know it's our first guest. We also we want to have our uh, our friends uh, 
Brett and Josh on from uh, the Private Sector Podcast. We want to do that eventually. They're too big for us at this point. They feel like they've gotten too big for us already, <laughs> which is not surprising because they're trying to one do of, something and we're just... And one of them's Brett. And one of them's Brett. And we're just hanging out. Um, but I would like to have them on eventually. It's It's the same problem that it was with JR. It's like... We figured out JR five minutes before we went live, and that's why the fucking the cameras looked all wonky. Uh, I already breathed down Mike's neck enough about like it's like once or twice a week I'll be like, "Did you work in any of those mugs?" Or and he'll just be like, "Hey, fuck off!" And I'll be like, "Okay, because I'm not paying you, so what?" <laughs> yeah, so we need to get him on so we can berate him on air. So you do whatever you want to do, but it's no. I'm just saying it's the same thing with. Uh, those dudes from private sector podcast. It's like, I want to have them on, but we also don't have <laughs> half a platform says once or twice a week, you just message me mugs. I can't like, I, <laughs> in all honesty, I can't wait to drink out of, uh, like a meat beer slash bro smug. Same. But also Mike's having a baby and that's, Oh yeah. No, no. Like I, it's, it, you know, it's, it's it, like, I don't need it to live. But it'll it'll be it'll be lovely when it happens. Um, but yeah, it'd be fun to have those dudes from private sector on. But it's the same logistics of figuring out. I think the easiest way to do it is actually just to get them on a Zoom call, and then I would just create a new scene in OBS Correct. that just four streams windows. the four windows, and we just wouldn't have any of the this might sound stupid branding, which is fine because we're not trying to build a brand. So it, it, it's one of those things where like I. I'm not, I'm, this isn't to say that it's not hard, but I, um, from what I understand about the way this this stuff works in like when it's being designed, um, I wonder if we could just get Mike to just make them with like four windows. Well, you, right, but it, I don't think it's it's not nothing for Mike. The, no, the, no, way, no. the way I got him to make this was I made a thing in paint and I sent it to him one day in and Slack. And so mad at you? Yes. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just going to use this. How does this look? And it was so annoying to Mike that he just made us a thing. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> that's, that's what he just said. <laughs> that was perfect timing. Because that's what he just said in chat. Last time you got me to design all this stuff by saying, I'll just do it myself, and I didn't want it to look like shit. <laughs> that's the key. I'll, that's what I'll do. I'll, I'll, I'll try to somehow edit this so it looks like a piece of trash. <laughs> I mean, he has no idea. <laughs> Javin says, try making something so poorly again that he has no choice but to help you. That's what I'll do. <laughs> Force his hand. Dude, here's the thing, too. I wasn't at all trying to be manipulative. There was a part of my mind that was like, I'll probably send this to Mike, and he'll be so mad about it that he'll just make me one. But also, this is just what I'm going to use if that doesn't happen. Like, I was full, because I'd already talked to you, I was fully willing, like, this is well, this is just what we're going to do. And I made it in paint and sent it to him. And then like an hour later, he was like, oh my God, here. Because he couldn't bear it. And he also made the Joey thing. Uh, it's somewhere. It might be... I don't think Slack saves our history that far back. 
It's somewhere. I sent it to him in Slack. I would not be embarrassed to show it at all. I think it might have been. I'm No, I made it in paint. I might have it saved somewhere. If I can find it, I will tweet it from our TMSS uh, group. But yeah, I, it's, that's what I was saying. Is like We could have four chat bubbles, but when are we ever going to use four chat bubbles again? It's just not something I want to ask Mike to make. I'd rather have mugs than four chat bubbles. Oh, 100%. 100%. And just stream a Zoom call and like... Who you know? If we were actually trying to build a brand and do all that nonsense, then sure. Like, but also, if we were trying to build a brand and do all that, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be pestering a buddy of mine to do it for free. I would be. I would be either saying, "Mike, huh? No, I wouldn't." If I was trying to build it, I would either be saying, "Like, Mike, I'll pay you to do this. How much do you want?" And then if Mike was like, I don't know, I'm really busy, I'd be like, cool, well, I'm going to pay somebody else to do it, or you can do it. And, and then Mike would, and then Mike would probably be like, I don't get it. Just pay somebody else to do it. And I would go pay somebody to do it. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I, this is fun because I get to talk to you and it's only become more fun because our friends hang out in this chat and like, I was bummed tonight or I was bummed today because I thought the uh, Joe Bob thing was this weekend. Hmm. I'm not really that excited about the Joe Bob thing. I'm excited about hanging out in Discord with you guys and watching the Joe Bob thing. Mm-hmm. I like it's just I say it all the time. I just like hanging out with you guys. And this has just become like another night where I get to hang out with my friends. It's awesome. So, but if I was if I was if I was trying to do what uh they're doing with private sector, like they're they're trying to and they're doing really well. They're trying to build a brand and build a thing that's entertaining and and fun to be a part of and also they're they're making food that looks amazing i haven't gotten to try it yet but i would i wouldn't i would put more money and effort into it i wouldn't figure out how to get jr in here five minutes before we did it do you know what i mean yeah jr's yeah he's kind of beneath us i hear what you're saying what he's a he's a waste of our time how did you make that stretch at all brow uh and have lever says so instead we're just hoping a brand happens from exactly from the free work exactly you make our brand look but yeah if if we made ten thousand dollars would i buy you a chocolate bar probably if mike makes us mugs he gets a cut of every sale i've already told him that oh yeah 100 percent. yeah it's what are we talking like 0.01%, 0.02%. No, it's, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 0.01. He says, lol, you're too kind. All right, everybody. We fucked around enough. Javin was a liar. They didn't leave. So now they're going to get extra haunted. Have fun with that. He he probably had to tuck Katie in and tell her that everything's going to be all right. Uh, you get a hundred percent. No, where are the talents? The dogs will be there. They'll, uh, they'll bark at listen, everything. I can design mugs and paint any day I want. I'm letting you oh, ride our coattails. My, my, my skills in not Photoshop are renowned. Oh, that's right. Happa Blapper's not in the movie night group. He has not seen Dan's Photoshop skills. What somebody has to find it so I can send it to Mike tomorrow. I don't know what the good stuff is. Dan's photoshopping that one lady's uh, wedding invite. 
Uh, never forget the date. <laughs> still, it's still the best thing I ever did in my life. Yeah, I'm just going to say, it's still the absolute best thing you ever photoshopped. And by Photoshop, I mean Microsoft painted. It's amazing. That's, that's, that's what you get for getting married on 9 11. <laughs> never forget the date. <laughs> that was <laughs> that was my favorite thing you ever did. Ugh. All right, thanks for tuning in, everybody. This was a really fun episode. Uh, big thank you to Jr. Mm-hmm. That was I really liked that story. That was a great story. I'm really glad also that we didn't just have Jr. tell us some random night in Discord that we actually have had him on the podcast, so other people got to hear that. I also know a bottle of wine I can buy him now. Yes, Pine Hill. Blah blah blah. Yeah, whatever. I'll go back and listen to it. Uh, thanks for watching, everybody. We are brought to you, as always, by Joey the Good Boy. We'll check in with him. He's nice and chill. He he didn't want to come downstairs today. I almost didn't bring him downstairs. He was uh, hanging out with his best friend, Watson, mm. uh, all day. So he was hanging out with Watson and the kids. He's not perking. He must be asleep. Joey, you want to go see Watson? Yeah, he's not listening. Uh, but he was hanging out with his best friend all day and the kids, and he was—he growled at me. I was like, "Come on!" He was like, Rrr. "He growled at me. He didn't want to come downstairs." And I was like, "Come on!" And Joey's a good boy, so he came downstairs. You realize it was Thursday, huh? Uh, I also realized that uh, uh, Mike gave us the Friday after um, after we're fully vaccinated off, so that vaccine cast can be whiskey cast. Wait, when did we get vaccinated? I don't know, but whenever we do... Oh, Mike's going to give it to us off? Yeah, because we'll be in the same room. We can do whiskey cast. For free? He has that power? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will just take that day off, and we will do whiskey 100%. cast. And yep. my kids will go to school, and I can just be hung over the next day. Mm-hmm. Wallabee still says it's our best podcast we ever did. is one where we got fucked up on whiskey. Uh, we're also brought to you by Mike Long. He designed all of our graphics out of the goodness of uh, his heart. Mike's kind of our boss. Yeah, he's, he's above us. Yeah. Technically. Uh, Mike can tell me what to do. How about that? You uh, can listen to him, but he can't tell you. Yeah, I'm not going to listen to him. Um, That's not true. <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, Mike Long, a different Mike. We're brought to you by him. He's a designer out of Minnesota. He's a handsome man with long, beautiful hair. I've heard. Have you seen Mike? Dong, dong, dong's huge. I've heard. Oh yeah, big old wiener. Have you seen Mike's hair? It's gorgeous. Long as a dong. He's got COVID hair. Uh, This is your first time listening to us. Subscribe to us wherever you get podcasts. That guy's hair is dong length. You can follow us. Hey mom, my mom listens to these. (laughs) Uh, you can follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash this might sound stupid, which is what I'll text to my mom tonight when I go to bed because she doesn't know how to subscribe to stuff on Twitch. Hashtag Doncast. Or follow us on Twitch. Uh, you can email us this might sound stupid at gmail.com and you can tweet at us at TMSS underscore podcast. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you for hanging out. I, uh, I genuinely love it and appreciate it. It's a highlight of my week. Good night. Love you all and just 
be cool, kind people to each other. Soul Train. Soul Train.